Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, Baby Steps gang? We're in our brand new podcast studio. Second Try LLC, home of Burbank, California. It's actually quite fitting that you and I are the people are the first people to shoot in here. Yeah, because we've been working a lot. Because we've this been space. working a lot on this Especially space. you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Ariel. it's not even done yet. There's still there's still plastic on the lamps. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. But if you're watching on YouTube, you see Ariel sitting in a velvet green chair with a cool little green lamp, a mm. uh, green plant behind her. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's like luscious wood paneling behind us. Ooh, I'm sitting so on nice. kind of like a like a gray, like a gray brown leather couch, kind of like a dull brown, but like a yeah. cool brown. Like a and those pillows aren't supposed to go on that couch. I don't know where those these came pillows. From. Miles put them here against Ariel's instruction. <laughs> we are uh, renovating this office. We've been renovating it for a year uh, because you know COVID hit and that delayed a whole bunch of things. But mm. it's finally here. It's we here. have furniture. We don't have all the furniture. We don't have all the furniture. No, we have all the, the furniture. The furniture timelines didn't time. sync up too great. Also, also due to COVID. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's <laughs> there's right. A, there's like a, a wood shortage. There's a foam shortage mm-hmm. that makes furniture very difficult to come yeah. by. I don't know if anybody has had this experience. And you think it's just in the news, but then we had a fence contractor out to, to talk about building a fence. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be three times more expensive than normal. And I was like, dang it. What do you mean the things I read about online affect me affect me personally? <laughs> no, this isn't how it's supposed to work. This is not what I tweet about. In fact, <laughs> I tweet about hardly anything. But you can drop me a follow at Ned Fulmer. Ariel's at Ariel M. Fulmer. No, don't follow me. I die. <laughs> I'm basically like you might think I'm a bot account because <laughs> I only retweet what my husband tweets. <laughs> I don't remember why you, I signed people up People should Twitter. follow you on Instagram, though. You have a you good can Instagram, follow me on Instagram feed. But yeah, I don't I forgot that you were signed up on Twitter at all. I also forgot I was mm. signed up on Twitter. Yeah, actually. I was I was just telling Miles a story about how somebody created a, a, a like a bot Instagram account with my name. No. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, people have created bot Instagram accounts with our children's name. I know it's that is actually that's messed up. It's scary. That well, scares me. Let's talk about social media and children. What? OK. What? What are you people out there listening? What's your stance? How do you feel? Do you feel like it's appropriate to make a a binsta a baby a bi- insta a baby is that actually what they're called i, I just invented I it right now i have never heard I of kind of like a it binsta. a binsta do okay. do you think that you should make it cuz here's the deal we all get cute photos of our babies we like sharing cute photos of our babies mm-hmm. uh if the family text thread were an instagram account it right. would just be popping off daily content but i don't want to overload the people with the photos of our adorable children. children. 
Well, I that's also, why people create binstas, I think, because they like they they think, oh, OK, now, if you really want all the photos of my baby, you can follow this. But then right. sometimes people frame it like it's actually the kid's account and what they're going to like give it, give turn over yeah. the keys like, to the here Ferrari you go, child when they're 18 this or something. This is the Instagram account that I have been curating for you I've since you were these zero years old. For you. Well, and I do. I do know people who were who are like, well, you know, by the time that they're eighteen, there won't their their name won't be available on Instagram anymore. So mm -hmm. I have to get it now. Sure, you got to get you that know? placeholder. Got to get those dot com placeholders. That never occurred to me. I'm like, you know, if if my son's name is not available, he will come up with something creative, right? Just like all of his friends. You know, it's like I'm not going to create a baby Insta account for him right now. And also, there's Wesley the, there's JJ JJJ. <laughs> There's this whole argument about there are some celebrity parents mm -hmm. who don't even want their kids' faces out there at all right. for safety reasons, sure. for for you know for security reasons. Because right now they're all around the house, but you know they're mm -hmm. going to start going to school. They're going to start exactly leaving the nest, and you know exactly. You know, so you know people them. people like uh, uh, Kristen Bell. She puts like emoji faces over her kids. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Same with like Ashley Graham. These are hmm. these are just some of the moms that I follow. But yeah, like they do not post pictures of their kids' faces. Hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, you know for security reasons. And it's something that we've been thinking about too, where like as Wes is getting older and older, we're sort right. of like, well, you know, he's gonna be going to school soon. Maybe we wanna feature him in content Ma less. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. But Science Daddy's just so fun. Well, he it's also fun loves for both it. Of us. And so we're getting to a point where we're where we have to start asking mm -hmm. him, like, is this okay? Do you want to do this? Right. And you know? obviously it's a little different for us. We already have a following. Right. Uh, if we make a Binsta, yeah. it's immediately gonna have you know at least some tens of thousands of views right right probably probably a baby instagram probably be more popular than mine account I my mean, account like quick it's really cute right mm, now. yeah he's really cute but you know it always kind of made me a little uncomfortable so we didn't do it oh it definitely makes me uncomfortable but back to the the original uh topic there are other yeah. people making instagram accounts of our children. Yeah, so that's not cool. Please stop. <laughs> please stop. Please stop. And if and if you are yeah, following I mean, these Instagram accounts of our children, uh don't because they they don't belong to our children. Just goes to show like when you post a photo of your baby like somebody else can take it. Take it. Yeah. Download it, make an NFT out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's next level. Yeah, it is. That's next level. Speaking of NFTs, mm -hmm. uh what's the NFL doing what, yeah, that's how that's about your uh your knowledge base julio jones getting kind of old but will he can he still make it happen uh-huh okay so baby steps listeners help us resolve a debate because ariel the other day said to me this is a sunday right baby steps comes out on sundays we love sundays it's family day um but when it's football season it's also family football day Wes wears jerseys, watches the game with me. He doesn't. He Wes, used to. Wes uh, <laughs> has actually, okay, Wes has gotten to the point where Ned will turn on football and Wes will 
go, no, says, I no. want to watch something <laughs> I want to watch a truck movie. He now he knows that there are other things we can watch besides football. And he says, I want to watch trucks. He goes, no, not this. It's a, a sport I grew up watching with my dad. Um, went to go, go into games, went to Jaguars games, the least popular team in the NFL. Thank you very much. Truly the worst mm-hmm. uh, the worst team in the NFL. For a good two decades. Which, both the least popular and the worst. It's really quite remarkable how bad they are. Yeah. Well, this is the first every year they received a number one draft pick, but not the first so, year they've received a top five. So they're they're so bad that mm-hmm. they're not even the worst. Yeah, yeah. In the past, yeah. This is the first just, year they've actually been the worst. They're just really, really bad. But they're mm-hmm. they've they've never been right. Like, they've had a lot of top ten draft picks, which means they're the bottom third of the teams. And then oftentimes that pick doesn't turn out because it's hard. Wow. Anyways, Ariel said to me the other day that I was less interesting during football season. I was like, um, first of all, ouch. Uh, and second of all, I hear you. Uh, third of all. I I am I seek to improve uh, myself, wow. uh, better myself. Okay. Uh, so um, then I gave her a book about uh, football and you. I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I, that it was actually the opposite of that. I said you are a more interesting person when it's not football season. Oh, that's very yeah, sweet. But I I must have interpreted it. It's the very inverse. interesting that you told that you <laughs> that you thought that I said <laughs> that you were a less interesting person during football season. <laughs> it was something that struck me, and I uh, I thought about like. Those passions that you might have that your partner doesn't quite share on the same level as you. Mm-hmm. And how do you find that common balance and where does your family come into play? So mm-hmm. we there's a beautiful new Ram Stadium. All last year, we had tickets to this new stadium. We couldn't go to any games because of COVID. It's very sad. It's beautiful. It's enormous. I got to be there for this Vax Live event where we prom- promoted vaccinations. Everyone get vaccinated and we can go back. And have big stadium events like this. And I'm so excited to go to games. And I want to bring our kids to football games. So much so that I increased our tickets from two to three so that I can bring the whole family. Yes. And even bring both boys and have Ariel give her the gift of a morning to herself. Now, Ariel... Does that change your opinion on how you feel about football? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that, that now like the best Sundays are? <laughs> Sundays, Sundays are awesome. Are, are mommy days. <laughs> Sundays are awesome. Like, <laughs> you, you take the boys for five hours. Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck with that. Wrangling two boys at a football game for five hours. I mean, I think Wes is getting older, old enough to no. appreciate it. No, he'll, he'll certainly like all of those fun snacks. Oh, yeah. I you know, ballpark snacks. snacks. He'll love that. Oh, for sure. And for Finn, sure. Uh, I think, well, Finn, I don't know about Finn. Right now, will not appreciate the noise. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a minute for Finn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Wes, definitely. Right around the time he'll start appreciating it is right around the time they'll stop letting him in for free. Hey, <laughs> that's, they, they did that on purpose. That's how they get you. <laughs> but no, I'll try a couple in the, in the baby carrier. But, uh, how can I become a more interesting person during football season? Oh, that's a really good question. Thank you for asking. Uh, thank you for trying. I had, okay, so when we had kids mm. and you were watching football around the kids, so my first thought was no screens. Mm. Like I don't want to have the TV on all day around our baby. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it started this, this kind of lifelong me against football mm. because I was the one who was having to tell you, I need you to turn down the volume. I need you to turn off the TV. Mm. I, you know, I, I really don't want our kid watching this right now, you know? And so it, it became this like sort of confrontational thing between us where you're like, well, I want, I want our kids to like football and I want to watch football. This is important to me, you know, but our TV is in the middle of the living room. Mm. We don't have a, a, you know, it's not like you can go to a different room and watch television. Wow, this suddenly got very deep and I'm here for it. But I do think that there are ways to, you know, watch football while also uh, being a part of the family and uh, kind of having a fun Sunday for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we invite people over. And I know that that's been difficult with COVID. Uh, and, you know, maybe you go to games and take the kids or... Uh, and it was especially hard last year because there were no in-person games. So it right. was literally that. Yeah. It was TV was always the event because yeah. there wasn't a fun, you know, experience to go to or to go as a family, you know, in a relationship and in as a family. You're still two different people with different passions and identities and when your partner doesn't share something that you're passionate about or even understand it or you know Mm -hmm. support it because it is kind of uh hurting them in some way i think that can be really tough you know i'm sure a lot of people experience that i'd love to hear stories and comments about uh, times when you feel like you're not on the same page i mean are there there are things that you do that you're passionate about that you feel like you know that i don't really understand or or support enough i think i think actually that's a question for you you know like are there things that i do that that you that i don't understand that you don't understand <laughs> i mean moving furniture yeah redecorating <laughs> I, I don't get it it seems like a real like uh you just kind of throwing wrenches in the i do think that one of the things that i do uh that that takes up a lot of time and that is really important to me is like reorganizing. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
mm-hmm. you know, or like just sort of going through stuff and, um, and, and like on the outside, it seems, uh, like efficient and like I'm doing something for the family, right? Right. but deep down I am 100% doing it for myself because mm-hmm. that is like the way that I, uh, process my feelings and sort of calm down it, you know, it's a, it's a very strange thing. And there are often times when I'm like, can you watch the kids while I do X, Y, Z, you know, and that X, Y, Z stuff is on the outside, you know, while I go through the bathroom cabinet, mm. you know, cause it's really important for me to do this. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually like, I don't need to do that right now. Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, <laughs> felt that before where there's uh, random projects that feel like they have a sense of urgency uh-huh. for no reason or yet you create mess and then have to fix it. Yes, yes. I guess that's part of the process, but... Uh, I'm very good at creating messes that I then have to clean up. <laughs> we have talked a lot about uh, how having kids, it's not just about having kids, it's about, uh, you know the relationships around you and, um, and how it affects your relationship with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you, if, if you have a co-parent, um, you really need to, uh, work some of these things out. And for us, couples therapy has been really good for that. Uh, you know, um, that was something that we talked about with Chancey Dunn. Um, but, uh, you know, every, everybody has their own way of dealing with things uh, when it comes to these situations. And, uh, you know, relationship stuff just gets more complicated when you've got kids. Mm-hmm. So, And relationships um, with your with your family as well. I mean, we just oh, had yeah. a, a situation where uh, we were in a, a family situation where some people weren't vaccinated and it was really tough to figure yeah. out that that kind of what what our own personal CDC guidelines were for right. it being in this situation. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, and speaking of the new CDC guidelines, kind of left parents out to dry. You know, left oh us hanging. Oh my goodness! It literally says nothing about kids. Yeah. Uh, okay, so well, let's. Okay, so the new CDC guidelines, right. uh, as of maybe a few days ago, mm-hmm. was that fully vaccinated people could go without masks right. in in virtually every situation. Uh, Which you, is great news. That means the vaccine is super awesome. effective. The, you know, scientifically, epidemiolo- epidemiologically, it's like spot on. It means vaccines are great. Everyone should go get vaccinated. Yeah. But like behaviorally, they, with it being in a, a, an area that already has some people masking, some people not, some people mm-hmm. wanting to get vaccinated, some people being hesitant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a disaster because right. now, what is it on the honor system? Yeah, right. about wearing a mask. Hey, Mouse, Mouse, you, you have the vaccine? I do. Two weeks? Yeah. All right, I guess Miles doesn't have to have his mask on while we record. Right. Right, exactly. Like I was at the grocery store Honor the other system. day. There it goes. So yeah, so I was at the grocery store the other day, um, and this was not in LA. This was in Nevada, um, but I was wearing a mask, mm-hmm. and I would say that about half the people in that store were not masked in a grocery store. In a grocery store, You're right? So that it, it leads to businesses lowering the restrictions, and right. then it's kind of like, well. And are some people going to wear a mask? The people that are hesitant to get vaccinated are probably certainly less likely to wear a mask. So it's a little tricky. And I don't think 
It's well, going to be great. It's great news for vaccines. But I think what everyone is forgetting in this is kids can't get vaccinated kids yet. Kids still can't get vaccinated. And they are not eligible. And guess what, guys? We take our kids to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And I have a kid who, like, I have a kid who can wear a mask and who mm-hmm. will wear a mask. But now it's like there are all these people around that aren't wearing masks, mm-hmm. but my kids still have to wear masks mm-hmm. because they aren't eligible to be, to be vaccinated and aren't vaccinated. And so it it is still it, like the CDC has not said, has, has not given any recommendations for what kids should be doing now. Do they fall under the, 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 have not been vaccinated yet. And so therefore still need to wear their masks, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then I have a kid who can't wear a mask. He's Mm -hmm. six months old. Yeah. And I doesn't even know what food is. Right. Exactly. Well, He knows what food is if it's in front of his face. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, so if I want to be out in the world with my child who both cannot get vaccinated and cannot wear a mask and the CDC is recommend it's is is saying that people don't have to wear masks anymore. Uh, I am putting my child at risk. What gives? What gives? What exactly. Gives? Like, how are we supposed to know that people are vaccinated and not exactly. vaccinated? That's the trick is with these new guidelines, uh, mask mandates in stores and private uh, locations are going to be lowered. Mm-hmm. Then most everyone will be in there without a mask and you don't really know who's vaccinated, who's not. It puts out a very difficult decision for people who have kids right. because now you have to trust that the people out there who are not wearing masks have been vaccinated. Right. And it was masks that were protecting our kids. And now those masks are gone. Mm-hmm. And so... So what do we do? We have to and make a decision. Do we take our kids out? Do we keep them inside? It's tough because it's already been a year of l- limited socialization, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. limited activities. Mm-hmm. We've started taking West to like a fun Saturday morning soccer practice right. where it's like five or six kids and they all wear masks while they run around and kick the soccer ball. Mm-hmm. We're planning on enrolling them in part-time preschool next year. I think that'll be yeah. you know maskless because it's going to be the same group of kids over and over and over again, right. kind of a limited group. Yeah. Um, and or maybe I, well, maybe they'll have. I don't know if they'll have masks or not. But I mean, it's it's, it's on tough, the timing. and it's it's the it's like a just drawing a trade off between their development and their risk. Exactly. Exactly. But it doesn't feel good that now taking your kid to the grocery store is an added risk. Right. We are left with the decision yeah. to decide what we think is best for our kids and and it's their their health and safety over their development <laughs> their health <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know like he was supposed to go to preschool last year right but we decided that that wasn't a good idea because i was pregnant and we were going to have a newborn in the house and i mean covid was uh rampant yeah um and but now, you know, it's he's going to be three and a half when he goes to preschool. He is dying to go to preschool. He's yeah. asking to go to preschool. Talks about having friends all the time. He talks about having friends, going to school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he like 
you know, we've watched Daniel Tiger and, and he, Daniel Tiger goes to school and Wes looks at me with his sweet little puppy dog eyes. And he's like, when do I get to go to school? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm just like, Oh, you, you sweet kid. He's so ready mm-hmm. to go to school. And, and like, you know, it's, it's uh it's just another risk yeah. to be taking. Um, and, and I, I can only imagine what parents of kids that, you know, that they, they don't have a choice to go to school. You know, the, their, their kids are in fourth grade, fifth grade, mm-hmm. eighth grade, and they're still not eligible for the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, like these kids, it, it's, they, it, school is a, is a huge part of their lives. And everyone is making their own decision on how to handle that and balance those risk profiles. But the one thing that everyone should do is get vaccinated if you right. can. I mean, we have uh, we, we came across the story of somebody the other day that was electing not to get vaccinated because they were trying to get pregnant. And and they they decided that the risks of of getting and having covid were were less than the risks of getting vaccinated. Now, if it were a random uh, random injection that had not been studied, sure, maybe. But there are there are studies now. There it has been well documented that that is not true. That is not a thing. If you are thinking about getting pregnant, even if you are pregnant, uh, get vaccinated because it is that you are not at risk of what you know infertility sort of or infertility or anything conception weird related. Uh, and in fact, pregnant women uh, were a elevated, uh, yeah, a, a high risk group, a elevated tier that in Los Angeles and many other places were able eligible to get the vaccine before the general public. Because right. guess what? Getting COVID if you're pregnant or getting COVID if you're you know trying to become pregnant would be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did a little bit of research on this topic because, you know, coming across th- this th- this story, uh, it really made us think like, what what are the studies here? What wh- I don't because yeah, we, we, so we, we never heard this. Here we go. UChicagoMedicine.org. Can I get a COVID vaccine if I'm pregnant, planning to become pregnant or currently breastfeeding? Uh, the CDC has indicated that the vaccine may, yes, be administered to those who are pregnant and several professional societies have advocated for pregnant people to become vaccinated. Um, talk about it with your healthcare provider. Yeah, uh, I think, I think that's really the number one thing is like, don't make the decision not to get vaccinated because you're trying to get pregnant without talking to somebody about it first, without talking to your doctor, you know, it's, uh, it, we, Okay, so the way that I feel about this is that people getting vaccinated, that is the way to protect our children mm-hmm. because our children cannot get vaccinated. And so we need to get as many people vaccinated as possible so that our children are protected. And double check information that you read online. Even you're hearing this, you know, things we say. Double check it by Googling it and uh, finding actual like .org, uh, .gov type of sites that uh, are from medical journals or, you know, research facilities that can that can actually provide you a sense of what is the true north. 
something else that we wanted to talk about today, something that we actually came into this uh, episode wanting to talk about mm. was a, I don't know if you could call it a parenting joy, but it's certainly a parenting win mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, Wes just got out of the terrible twos and now he is 100% a three-nager. Yes. Um, slamming doors, uh, just all sorts of, you know, just crazy, I run my own life things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things was that he was really fighting his bedtime. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he. You may have heard this in the episode where I talked with my old friend Zan mm. and learned uh, that Zan's kids go to bed at 7 p.m. despite being the same age as our kids who uh, sometimes were pushing 8.45. And, you know, I think that's nice because like here at Baby Steps, we're trying to create community, mm. trying to create a community of like-minded people. Um, in COVID, maybe we've lacked our community. Maybe we aren't talking to that many we other parent friends. We were kind of friends. living in a vacuum. Right? But here, this is this is great news. Oh my gosh, we've been doing it wrong. <laughs> or, you know? or maybe not that we've been doing it wrong, but that there is another, that there's, there's another alternate universe where we could have, where we can do something differently. Yeah. You know, well, where we can put our kids down earlier. So we reassess things. We made out an ideal schedule mm-hmm. starting dinner from, you know, five, five thirty, starting bath, like, you know, say around six, six uh-huh, fifteen. Uh-huh. Not necessarily bowing to the tyranny of I need one more book, one more book, one more book or until we have I need five a snack, books. I need water. Right. I need company. I need five more minutes of snuggling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. It turns so- out when we laid out guardrails. And we uh, were sticking to our guns and firm. Um, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. And in fact, he was better behaved the next day because guess what? He was actually getting enough sleep that he needed. <laughs> he's getting oh more God. sleep, <laughs> better behaved during the day. And oh, my God. We have a whole like two hours to ourselves in the evening. Unreal. It was it was. Uh, thank you, Zan. Uh, wherever you are. Yeah, we got him to bed at, you know, 7.30, 7.15 even. Uh-huh. uh-huh. If he didn't yeah. nap particularly well. And also, he's been napping now better during the day. Sleep, I've been reading about this, sleep begets more sleep. <laughs> that if a child is not getting enough sleep, they will probably have difficulty falling asleep the next time or, you know, be more wired. But actually, sometimes Putting a child to bed even 20 minutes earlier mm-hmm. can improve a whole host of other sleep issues. And we are seeing it. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. We, we are seeing it. We have effectively increased our bedtime by, you know, an hour or an hour and a half even. Uh-huh. And he's he's sleeping better. 
like experiencing life better because <laughs> he's more well rested. I know, yeah, I mean it's very true. That that kid like he got my stubbornness and he got your like it, it just way with debate. You know? <laughs> like I swear when he was getting really really tired mm -hmm. around like 8 p.m. and you know we didn't do it because we thought that 8:30 was a better bedtime it yeah. was because he was so much fun that sure. we wanted to like hang out with him until yeah. 7 30 and then we were like okay time for bath and then he would start fighting us yeah and be like i don't want to go to bed i don't want to do bath i want right. to do this i want to do that and but now we're actually having more fun because mm -hmm. at each stage of the process he is not to the point of being overtired yeah and we'll kind of transition to the next phase of bedtime routine and and it's sort of like we can actually enjoy it more right where the whole bedtime routine we're now enjoying more rather than before it was having lots of fun say riding a little razor scooter naked down <laughs> up and down the halls uh, around 7 15 which uh, is kind of maybe that overtired manic energy you know 100 percent. and then when we try and shift things into a relaxing routine then all of a sudden it's really a disaster and right. hard to hard to deal with. <laughs> right. And I think that, you know, Finn getting onto a, uh, like a, a pretty regular sleep schedule helped with that, mm -hmm. you know, like this whole eight 30, uh, bedtime started around the time that Finn was born because, right. you know, we were, we were up later with Finn and, uh, we had family around and it just all kind of, yeah, it all Finn's just sort of fell apart. Sleep time was all over the place yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, Finn's sleep time Finn was, was all over the place. Finn was going to bed at 7.30. Now he's 6.45, 7. Mm -hmm. Well, but also, you know, Finn was waking up every, he was waking up at 10 to eat. Mm -hmm. And so, you yeah, know, it it's like. Yeah, over the place. He, and, he, and he wasn't taking a bath for a while because he was just teeny. And uh, yeah, you know, and, and then we also wanted to spend more time with Wes because you know, he needed more attention from us yeah. at the time, you know, but now he, it, it things are sort of settled and, and we have this, this routine that we can kind of change that as needed, you know, we, and kids need that routine. And we're finding that Wes is so much better behaved mm -hmm. when he has a routine that he can, that, that that he can really like he knows what's happening next and the routine was the same you know right we just started earlier well yeah and yeah. we're a bit more strict with when one thing was ending and another was beginning right and he responded well to that that kid made <laughs> me read like five or six books a night yeah and like long books we're talking right. like curious george books oh yeah you know and the other night i said we're gonna read two books and he's like, no, five. And I was like, no, we're, we're going to read two. <laughs> Sit down. I'm going to start reading. And he's like, okay. <laughs> you know, whereas before I'd be like, fine, five. Mm. I actually looked into it because he's also, he was also like waking up in the middle of the night and he right. was screaming. Yeah. And I was like, it does this have to do with being tired? Like, right. is it because he, he went to bed late and he isn't getting enough sleep? And the answer is yes and no, mm. as with anything with kids. It's it's like, yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it, it's it probably so there there are toddler sleep regressions and it's because mm. his brain is just exploding. 
You know, he, he has, yeah. What? <laughs> Not that we've noticed. Um, uh, it, it's, it's that like, you know, all the crazy stories that he's coming up with that we're talking about all the time. And you know, the, the dragons and the monsters and this and that, like he, he, he can, he thinks about those things in the middle of the night and his imagination is running wild and he can get mm, scared, right. you know? And so that's probably what's happening. Like there are times when we're, you know, we're thinking, oh, he's just, he's just fighting with us again. He, it, when, when he's in his bed and he's like, I don't want to go back to sleep. I, I, I need all my lovies and, and I, and I need my daddy, you know, and it's, and, and we're thinking to ourselves like, oh, he's, he's just, he's, he's being stubborn again. Mm. Uh, it, 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 sometimes maybe he is, but also sometimes he's, his, he's scared and, mm -hmm. and his, mm -hmm. his, his imagination is running wild. Having a nightmare mm -hmm. because there's so many things that he can now imagine. Imagine. Exactly. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if you are struggling with sleep in your children, try it out. Try moving that bedtime a little bit earlier, <laughs> setting setting boundaries. Uh, it worked great for us, but you know, we'd love to hear how it's going for you. Okay, we're gonna end this episode with one uh, fan question. You asked your questions at babystepsadvice at gmail.com. <laughs> this is from Maddie. My husband is terrified, help. Hello, huge fan. Let me start there. My husband and I are planning to start trying for our first baby late this year, and this poor guy is terrified. He basically has no experience with babies at all, and he's basically afraid he's going to be absolutely useless when we hopefully actually create a child. Don't get me wrong. He's excited and on board, just mortified. Do you guys have any book suggestions or general advice for a future dad that might calm him down? He is really left-brained, has to know book facts type of guy, and I think it might help him actually be full-on excited with me. Ooh. Well, uh, great question. Great question. Uh, that, that that was us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> 100%. Uh, yeah. First thing, get a dog. You think so? Well, yeah, I think I, I, so. I really think that having a dog helped you, uh, you know, from, from being a you know, the college students that we were mm -hmm. to the like young adults that we were. That's true. And then getting a dog and having that responsibility. Yeah. Um, and, and you really dove into Ned, uh, you know, similarly he like needed the books and he needed all the book facts and he needed to know like, Oh, we're doing the right thing here and we're doing the right, right thing here. And, and we're I was doing also the right thing afraid here. of dogs. So it was a big deal for right? me. Exactly. So learning actually what dogs needed uh -huh. and how to kind of, you know, how to take care of a dog, train them. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was huge for me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, I, I think that was one of the biggest things that made you, because when, when Ned but and you I also weren't ready for kids no, when I, we I also had a wasn't dog. Ready for kids. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I do remember there's a period of time and I can't remember how long it was when I was like, are we ready for kids yet? As in like, I could be ready for kids. And mm -hmm. you're like, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember there being, I remember being ready for kids before you were. Oh yeah. Um, I'm also older than you. So, and you know, like biological clock and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and so, but I feel like having a dog, um, and, and doing that well, mm -hmm. kind of made you feel like you were capable of taking care of a child. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like uh, this person is on board with the idea of having a kid. Uh, just uh, not sure of the mechanics. Sure. And that part is terrifying. Sure. 
so for me, uh, my brain goes to recommending Crib Sheet by Emily Oster, oh, which is a, a great book because she breaks down. Uh, it's not like she's driving home a particular theory or a kind of like do this one weird trick and cure all of your kids' problems uh-huh. uh, like some other books are. I mean, not to denigrate them. I mean, most books are great because they do have like a method that you're learning or a kind of philosophy. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. it does help. Like put your kids to bed earlier. <laughs> um, but Emily is great because she does a rundown of all the various um, methods on a particular issue. Yeah, I feel like she she, she takes all of those those issues mm-hmm. um, that are that are really that, that have a lot of controversy around them, right? You know, and and she breaks it down and she says like what what are the studies here? What are the numbers? Yeah. Sleep training, like bottle feeding, mm-hmm. breastfeeding, all this, all this various stuff. Yeah. And then we'll kind of look at like studies and uh, statistics and let you know like, Hey, these doesn't really matter what you do. It's all going to be great. Yeah. These, maybe it would be better if you did this, uh, you know, these, you know, do it this much, but not this much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it was, it's very helpful because there's a lot of things that you're like, I have no idea. People tell me different things on the internet. And it's nice to have some actual data to reassure you that, hey, do it however you want. And they're all fine. Or, hey, people may not like this method, but it's very effective. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah, totally. And it also is a whole big rundown. So I'd recommend that. But in terms of things that I can say, I mean, you're just, you're, you're never going to be ready. I think the happiest baby on the block was also a good one mm-hmm. for both of us because it gives you a system. It gives you a system. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And for somebody who, you know, kind of needs the, the data and all that kind of stuff, ha- going into the, the whole process of having a, an infant mm-hmm. uh going into that with you know if you we also didn't have any experience with kids and so reading and and having this this very well laid out five-step system to like taking care of a child mm-hmm. was excellent for us like i still think about it when i'm holding Finn, you know, I'm like, okay, we're shushing. Mm-hmm. We've got a swaddle. Mm-hmm. We've got the pacifier. Yeah, I did you some know. side sleeping this morning <laughs> to calm him down. I was like, let's put you on your side, baby boy. And he was like, <sighs> yeah, exactly. Immediate. I, yeah. So, so that, that gave us a system and then crib sheet kind of, you know, work walks you through a lot of the, the issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time to wrap up, but before we do, we got to tell you, we wrote a cookbook. Oh, you guys, yeah. you guys seen it? You heard about this? In case you missed it, we have written a cookbook called The Date Night Cookbook. It's got years of our favorite recipes, stories from our kitchen, mm-hmm. and we want you to have that in your home. Have Share a little piece of our life with you. <laughs> Cook some of our favorite meals and create your own love in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Speaking uh, of something that happened in the kitchen. Yes. What was it that Wes said this morning? Um, he said uh, he didn't want to eat the eggs because they had eyes and skin. And I said, dear God, this child <laughs> has already become a vegetarian. 
<laughs> yes, he did. I tried he to explain to him the difference between eggs that, are fertilized, that were fertilized and not. And you can't explain Mm-mm. that to a toddler who is just ranting. Said, that don't eat eggs. That your eggs have they skin. They have eyes and skin. <laughs> and I, literally, I literally am holding an egg up to my mouth and I just had to spit uh-huh. it out because I was like, I can't eat this anymore. My son <laughs> just told me it had skin. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they get the date night cookbook, Ariel? Ooh, date night cookbook.com. That's right. Speaking of eggs, we have a morning after eggs recipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, morning wow. after avocado toast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check it out. Date night cookbook.com. You can order it off your favorite retailer and it'll be in stores in September. Email us your questions at babystepsadvice at gmail.com. We're going to do an advice episode next week. Whoop. Rate us five stars. Check it out on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, yeah, leave us a review. Helps other people discover the show. In the meantime, life's a journey. Take baby steps.